Welcome to the Property Developers and Investors podcast, where we explore the detail of what it really takes to achieve great success in the business of property developments and investments. Now let's get into this week's episode. Well, a very warm welcome to the next episode of our brand newly rebranded podcast. So Property Portfolio Podcast has now moved on and we've rebranded to Property Developers and Investors, which is more appropriate to the core focus of you, our listeners. And that's why we do what we do, to share our knowledge over the last 30 years uh, with you. So it helps you with your property developer's journey and your property investment journey. And a really appropriate time of recording this because we're now just days away from our Brooklyn's Property Grand Prix, which is on Tuesday, the 16th of November. So we're going to have about 300 people there, all property developers and investors. So it is highly appropriate that today's episode is about top tips on networking, because there's going to be a huge amount of networking at our Property Grand Prix at Brooklands, which is held at the iconic Mercedes-Benz World. So everybody will be in a high-performance mode, uh, fitting with uh, the venue that's steeped in aeronautical and automotive history. And uh, the property, uh, Brooklands Property Grand Prix is set to go uh, on a regular basis, and that's going to be bi-monthly starting in January as well. So if you can't make the 16th of November, don't worry, contact us on our website, equiacademy.co.uk, and you'll find the dates throughout all of 2020. And come and be one of hundreds of people networking. So what makes a great networker? And we'll give you the opportunities from networking to help others, serve others, and also grow your aspirations and your vision. Well, I think the first thing is evolution. Whatever your strategy is, it almost certainly will evolve over time. I know mine has and Nigel's has, and I'm sure yours will as well. As passionate as you are for whatever angle your strategy is, it could be buying businesses, it could be selling things on Amazon, it could be property development, it could be HMOs. Eventually, over time, I guarantee you that model will evolve to one extent or another. You might stay within the niche and you might look at selling your portfolio or you might look at scaling up, but accessing other skills, other experiences, sometimes in a parallel industry, can really help change the dynamics and your outlook on your strategy. I know it has done for me over three decades now and now into a fourth decade of business. And it's amazing how you can tap into um, the, a huge bank of knowledge. It's that law of reciprocity. People want to help instinctively. Most people want to help. And I think that's the point here. What you're not meeting is targets. You know, I don't know whether you've ever seen that, that birthday card with two deer in the woods and one of them's got a target on their chest. And uh, one says to the other, bummer of a birthmark, Hal. Um, well, look, people don't want to be targets. They don't want your 30-second elevator pitch. You know, tell me if you be honest with yourself, do you really want to be talked to? No, none of us do. Just talk to me as a human being. I never go and meet potential investors. Never do. Uh, I may have raised £30 million of private capital in the last four or five years, but I never go and meet potential private investors. I go and meet interesting people. And we'll have a coffee or we'll have a Zoom, whatever it may be. And we just just talk together. 
Um, and any discussion always leads with the ears, not with the mouth. One of the most off-putting things you'll find, uh, and again, just reflect on this, is when you see somebody not listening. The pause where their lips aren't moving is really so they're collecting their thoughts for the next thing they want to say to you. It's very off-putting, uh, and it, it really doesn't bode well for those type of relationships that, that you might seek. So people who are really listening, eye contact, who are mulling over what you're saying, you can see that the cogs are going. You feel as though you're adding to that conversation. That's really attractive. Now, one of the attractive things, if you think of the dating game, what is really attractive about somebody you know, is somebody who's confident in their own skin, somebody who understands what they're about, understands their own set of mechanics, their own values, and understands what works for them. And that's a really attractive um, uh, part, uh, you know, being, being surrounded by people who are confident in what they do. Don't mix confidence in what people do with A, arrogance, or B, lack of humility. Um, because quite often the confident people, actually what they're also uh, doing is evolving as well. They're looking for the next opportunity, how to tweak their business, how to explore other opportunities. And that's exactly what we do as well. So that's the first tip, really. Don't meet um, uh, prospective clients. Meet people. Meet people. Explore. Ask them questions. What do they do? And those people can come from all walks of life. I met a commercial agent recently, and there could well be a business opportunity off of that, not related to property. Brilliant. Excellent. Um, it's always a good idea to try and uh, preview and uh, a little bit of screening. You know, if you spend all your time just meeting lots of people, then like, you, you'll run out of time eventually. So there has to be some level of, of pre-qualification there, if you like. Now, nobody likes to be pre-qualified. But for instance, if you were to come to Mercedes-Benz World to the Brooklyn's Property Grand Prix on Tuesday, you're going to be amongst 300 people who are property developers and investors. So already that pre-screening has been done for you. Um, so just uh, just be aware of, of that. Don't go tearing up and down the country, uh, countryside, spending hours away from your family. And again, I've done that and lived to regret it as well, although I did make some good connections. Um, just uh, make, make sure you use your time wisely and have a base. Have a base where you meet regularly. If you haven't a base for people to come to see you, then you're going to be the one run ragged running all over the place. So whether that's going into the centre of Birmingham or Manchester or London or wherever you live, and that's where you have your meetings during a day, or you set yourself up in your local office or your, your local coffee house in your, your local village, um, then you know have a have a standard model, a, a system, if you like, and you'll be amazed how people uh, n um, uh, navigate uh, and migrate to you, which again is very time effective. I'd also say be be open minded in your network. You might be very clear about your business model, but just be open minded. It can lead to other opportunities. Um, recently, I had a meeting with somebody. Uh, it was a, uh, somebody who was interested in, in investment, actually, and we spent ninety-five percent of the time talking about buying and selling businesses, which was their passion. And it was absolutely fascinating meeting. Loved every minute of it. 
It was something that uh, I've done quite a bit of in the past through my investing and corporate career, mergers and acquisitions. But to hear how this person is actually growing a very successful business in that field, introducing buyers to sellers and the tenacity required uh, to do that, I love that. And and probably business is actually my my first love over and above uh, property. I love property as a an asset class, but I hugely hugely appreciate the benefits of of having business as an asset class as well. And sometimes, well, more than likely, we we combine the two as well. So be open-minded. You never know what interesting nuggets you're going to come across, interesting ventures. Um, I know a lot of people in my local community who are seasoned business entrepreneurs, seasoned business owners, uh, they wouldn't describe themselves as entrepreneurs in any way, shape, or form, by the way. Uh, many of them have got SAS pensions, and many of them, even if their business isn't involved in property, many of them uh, have property interests as well. So there's already three points of connection. And i give you a fourth point as well. Uh, many of them have either got children or grandchildren or are godparents or you know, some form of connection, nephews, nieces. So they're interested in the next generation. So it moves, and you know my passion isn't about creating just a legacy. It's about creating the legacy with the custodianship of the next generation. Hence, Nigel and I, we wrote the book, Advice to Your Younger Self, which is a really important book. So many nuggets, look it up on Amazon. Um, But that's a great connection there. Um, So if you think SAS pensions, tax efficiency, property investment, business investment, um, and uh, sowing the seeds and a, a you know rich uh, vein of of knowledge for um, the custodianship of our legacy through the next generation. Look, there's so many touch points there with investors, um, and you want to create. I, I want to create. You know, relationships, relationships, not just based on one-offs. Accepting that maybe investors will will dip a toe to start with. Um, rather than plunge straight in. Um, but I would actually encourage them to do that. Dip a toe, you know, just find out, go small. Um, don't go all in. You know, this is about playing the long term. And when you're talking about pensions or talking about children as well, you get the thing. This is slow and steady wins the race. Build up those those relationships as well. So listening is hugely important. Listening, finding out what people's story is, what their background is. If you've got a business and you're growing it to sell and you're raising private capital, what's the chance that one of your private investors, the reason why they've got funds to invest is maybe they've grown and sold the business themselves? So could you ask them their opinion? Our, our investors, who are you know, great personal friends quite often, um, are great sources of wisdom and counsel as well. And if you're ignoring that and just assuming, well, it's all about the money, which it never is, if it's all about the money, then you're going to miss a huge amount of opportunity. And and that will be hugely gratifying from their perspective. They feel as though they've added value to the conversation. They've added value to the business. We've um, run investment memorandums by some of our ultra-high net worth individuals, and they've taken the time to critique it and look at it from a different angle and said, you know, from my perspective, I'd like to see this or that um, and a different way of articulating the information. Now, when I've sent them the next uh, investment memorandum and I've made that tweaks, they feel wedded to it. They feel listened to. 
they feel valued. And that goes down extraordinarily well. So in all these conversations, you have accrued a lot of skills and knowledge over your career before you left the day job, or even if you're in the day job and looking to, to do things on the side, maybe property as a second or a third, a third line. But one of the, I, I've mentored people for 24 years now, and one of the common traits of people deciding that they want a, a, a mentor um, is that they don't acknowledge and can't seem to find the, uh, the knowledge and the skills that they've already accrued over, in some cases, 5, 10, 15, 20 years of corporate skills. So I, I work very closely with them to draw that confidence, draw that knowledge, find out where the skills, recognizing the skills that have been really hard fought for, hard earned um, over the years, find that, draw them to the surface and let them flourish and grow. You know, it's hugely important. If you've been in mergers, acquisitions, if you've been a project manager or an engineer, uh, if you've been a bookkeeper or an accountant, all of these skill sets are hugely valuable. And many of our properties now are acquired in, in businesses, in, in companies. So the business acumen is hugely important to the lenders, whether that be to your lenders or your investors. Um, the, the funders, the mortgage, the development finance, they will always take a first charge. But HMRC will always trump a first charge. Think about that. People focus on the first charge, but HMRC, they will trump a first charge. So if you don't have your business administration in good order, in rude health, and you don't pay your taxes, you're putting the first charge lender at risk, your investors at risk, and all your hard-earned efforts at risk. So that, those skills of business administration uh, the the lenders are very attentive to that. So um, to draw those skills out. I spend a lot of time with uh, with mentees on that. So there's a there's a few tips there um, on how you can develop your networking skills. It's it's not really networking. It's being you. It's getting out there, um, asking uh, asking people what they do. You know, uh, and they will always reciprocate. I've had I've been to meetings specifically where an investor has said or a potential investor has said I would I would like to meet up and discuss potentially investing, and we found a connection. You know, it could be about the next generation, it could be about how they bought and sold a business or property or whatever it is, and we've spent ninety five percent of the time talking about them. And just as they've got to go, they've said, "You know, Mark, I'm really sorry. I've not even asked you about that." that deal we talked about. Can you send me that detail, please? And I'll give you a call in the week. You know, what a great way to do business. And this is the point. It's about building trust, building relationships. That is what is number one um, in business, not, not in property. We're not in property, we're in business. Um, and it's that mindset shift there. But also, do you want to live your life putting a red dot on somebody's forehead, you know, having the sniper rifle out there, um, trying to pick people off. No, not at all. Who, who wants to live that life? But most, many people out there at networking events, they're more than happy to thumb a business card in the center of your chest and talk at you for 30 seconds and then move on 
to the next. Very, very disrespectful in my my opinion, and, and respect is one of my my highest values. So hopefully that's been helpful. I trust that will help you um, to structure your networking, get a system there, and, and actually get out there, make connections, meet lots of great people, keep an open mind. You'll be amazed some of the business opportunities that will come out of that. Um, you might have to stitch them together. I quite often come back and I've got a big glass board on my wall here and I'll just mind map some of the some of the ideas that have, have been created. Very rarely somebody will present you an opportunity and it's there, package ready to go, shovel ready as, as uh, some people might term it, very rarely. But these little nuggets that, ah, okay, so that coupled with that, in that way, in that structure with those people, okay, there's a business opportunity there. Well, this is how we can tweak and evolve. And having that humility to know that you are never the finished article, you're always growing, always learning is fantastic. And the rebranding of this podcast is a great example of we're just evolving all the time. We're bringing together our property developers and investors Facebook group, our property developers and investors podcast now, um, all these things drawing together. And that's what's going to make you know, things like the, the property uh, Grand Prix at Brooklands on Tuesday just so huge, 300 people. So I know many of you are going to be there. Looking forward to see you. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast on top tips for networking. You take care and I'll see you next week's episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. And if you would like more inspiration, why not join our Facebook group, Property Developers and Investors, or visit our website, www.equaacademy.com. Dot co.uk.